In the world of cryptids and creatures of legend, few are as terrifying and mysterious as the dogmen. These beings, sometimes described as part human, part canine, have been the subject of countless stories and sightings across the globe. In the wooded area of Deadwood, Alberta, Canada, there have been reports of strange canine-like creatures, which have left people shaken and perplexed. These are four such accounts of dogman sightings, each one different, but all equally chilling. The names of those involved have been changed. Stephen is a man who was once content to spend his days hunting and exploring the great outdoors. But after a chance encounter with this strange and terrifying creature, his life was forever changed. He became obsessed with the idea of uncovering the truth about the dogmen, creatures that seemed to exist beyond the boundaries of what science could explain. Despite his background in hunting, Stephen is not a stereotypical outdoorsman. He is thoughtful and analytical, with a sharp mind and a talent for research. He is not content to simply accept things at face value. He wants to know the truth, no matter how difficult or unsettling it may be. Three years ago, Stephen was on a small game hunting expedition when he encountered something that, at the time, he could only describe as a deformed hyena. It was getting dark and he had his over-under shotgun with him, so he wasn't feeling particularly scared at that time. As he walked along the trail, he heard a loud coughing noise, like a cat trying to cough up a furball. But the noise went on for a very long time, indicating that whatever was making the noise had an impressive lung capacity. Stephen doubted that it could have been a lynx or any other cat. As he walked further, he noticed a strange cartoonish-looking creature with pointed ears and an unkempt snout with long fangs. The creature's eyes were unsettlingly large, and his head was almost cartoonish in its appearance. Stephen tried to keep his cool, but he couldn't shake the feeling that the creature was watching him. As the creature circled him, Stephen caught a glimpse of it behind a tree. It had hocks like a dog, but its front legs were longer than its back legs, and its back was bowed upwards. The creature's frontal muscles were much more pronounced and muscular than its back legs, and its coat was a lighter colour with some reddish tones. Stephen was sure he wasn't looking at a black bear. He was quite familiar with bears, and this creature was canine-like, but different from any canine he had ever seen before or since. He sat on a large rock with his gun across his lap as the creature circled around him, trying to catch his scent on the wind. Stephen felt like he was being watched, and the woods were unusually quiet. But this wasn't the only strange thing Stephen experienced about this encounter. He felt like he was being followed by a high-flying turkey vulture, which was uncommon in the area. The dense boreal forest and swamps surrounding the area gave quadrupeds like the creature circling him an advantage over humans. Stephen was also aware that the area was on the edge of an active oil exploration zone, which made him hesitant to hunt there again. Some time after the encounter, 
Stephen's brother found a picture of a creature that looks like the one he saw on a cryptozoology site. The picture was taken near the Wisconsin River, and the creature was near identical to what Stephen saw that evening in Alberta. Stephen was convinced that he had encountered a dogman, and his experience left him with a newfound respect for the unknown creatures that lurked in the woods. After the encounter with the strange dog-like creature, Stephen couldn't shake off the feeling of unease. He knew he had seen something that he couldn't explain, something that didn't fit within the natural world as he knew it. He began to research online, looking for any information about similar sightings or encounters. It wasn't long before he stumbled upon a whole community of people who believed to have seen similar creatures which they called dogmen. At first, Stephen was sceptical. He'd always considered himself a man of science and reason. And the idea of creatures like dogmen seemed like something out of a horror movie. But the more he read, the more convinced he became. There were too many accounts from credible witnesses to dismiss it all as a hoax or a misunderstanding. Stephen started to delve deeper pouring over every detail of the sightings he could find. He read about the huge bipedal creatures that seemed to move with an utmost supernatural speed and agility. He learned about their glowing eyes, their sharp teeth, and their eerily human-like intelligence. And he discovered that the creatures seemed to be drawn to areas of human activity, where they would sometimes attack livestock, or even humans. As he dug deeper, Stephen began to feel a sense of urgency. He knew that if these creatures were real, they posed a real danger to people living in rural areas like his. But he also knew that most people would dismiss the idea of dogmen as pure fantasy, and that it would be up to a small group of dedicated researchers to gather evidence and spread the word. Stephen began to spend more and more time in the woods, searching for any signs of the elusive dogmen. He set up cameras and traps, hoping to capture a glimpse of the creatures on film. And he began to network with other researchers, sharing his findings and learning from theirs. But as Stephen's research progressed, he couldn't shake the feeling of unease that had first struck him on that fateful day in the woods. He knew that the dogmen were out there and that they were watching him and he couldn't help but wonder what would happen if they ever decided to make themselves known to the wider world. One weekend, Stephen was attending a sportsman's show, and was introduced via a mutual friend to a man named Lloyd, who had a story to share. Lloyd was a man in his early sixties with a rugged, weathered appearance that spoke to years spent working outdoors. His hands were rough and calloused, and his face was creased with deep lines that hinted at a lifetime of hard work and hard living. He had a thick, full beard that covered his jawline and chin, and a shock of wiry grey hair that stuck out from under his well-worn bull cap. Despite his gruff exterior, his eyes were warm and twinkling, and there was a kindness in his voice that put people at ease. Lloyd lived on a sprawling piece of land just outside of Deadwood, Alberta, where he raised and boarded horses for a living. He was a solitary man, preferring the company of his animals to that of other people. 
He was an expert horseman and had a deep respect for the land and the creatures that inhabited it. Lloyd had lived through his fair share of hardships, including the loss of his wife to cancer and a long and difficult battle with alcoholism. But through it all, he had remained stoic and steadfast, never one to complain or seek sympathy. He had a quiet strength that belied his unassuming nature and a determination that had seen him through even the toughest of times. Despite his aversion to socialising, Lloyd had a soft spot for his daughter, whom he had raised alone after his wife's death. He was fiercely protective of her, and the mere thought of anything happening to her caused a knot of anxiety to form in his gut. It was for her sake that he had agreed to share his story with the stranger at the sportsman's show, hoping that by doing so, he might help to prevent anyone else from encountering the creature that had haunted him for so many years. One summer night in 1996, Lloyd was awoken by the panicked sounds of his horses. Grabbing a spotlight and a shotgun, he headed out to investigate. His trained dog refused to accompany him, which was unusual, as the dog was supposed to protect the horses. As he approached the corral where some Shetland ponies were kept, he spotted movement. Shining his spotlight over the area, he saw what he thought was a large timber wolf. Lloyd shouted at the creature to leave, but instead of fleeing, the animal stood up on its hind legs and faced him. It was much larger than any wolf he had ever seen, measuring between 6.5 to 7 feet tall, with jet black fur and greenish yellow eyes. Lloyd pointed his shotgun at the creature, which responded by emitting a steady and guttural growling sound. The witness was shocked and stunned. He had never seen anything like this before. As he watched, the creature began to crouch, as if preparing to lunge at him. Fearing for his life, Lloyd fired his shotgun in the creature's direction. The creature dropped to all fours and ran off at a speed that Lloyd thought was impossible for any animal. As it disappeared into the forest, Lloyd began to feel as if he was being watched. An unreasonable fear overcame him, and he fled back to his home as fast as he could. He considered calling the police, but decided against it. What would he tell them? That he had just fired at a werewolf? Lloyd believed that he had hit the creature with his shotgun blasts, but he was using birdshot, so any damage would have been minimal. The witness seriously thought that the creature was a werewolf, as he had nothing else to compare it to. He lived in fear for a number of years afterward, wondering if the creature would pay him another visit and harm his wife or daughter. When Stephen asked Lloyd if he thought the creature could have been a person in a costume, he replied with a resounding no. He said that the way the creature moved was too natural and that the speed it displayed was something a person in a suit could never accomplish. Lloyd also believed that no one in the area would be foolish enough to try such a stunt, as they would likely end up getting shot. Stephen had heard the story from another man, who claimed to have encountered the creature himself. The man's report, which he had shared with Stephen, described an encounter with an unusual wolf-like creature that behaved in a way that was not at all like a wild animal. According to the report, 
that the creature was unresponsive and afraid of things that would normally scare off a wild animal. The man had been hiking in the Mount Baldy Trail with a 410 single-shot shotgun, a small backpack, and his digital camera. He was about halfway to the trailhead when a large wolf appeared on the path and blocked his way. The creature was much larger than any timber wolf the man had ever seen, and he grew increasingly uncomfortable as it stood and stared at him, completely unresponsive to his attempts to communicate. Feeling increasingly unnerved, the man took out his camera, and the creature seemed to waver in its behavior. As he raised the camera to take a picture, the creature darted off into the woods, only to reappear moments later, standing upright on its back legs beside a tree. The man snapped a quick picture before the creature disappeared back into the woods. The man reported the sighting to a local conservation officer, but he was met with skepticism. No one in the town believed him, and the man eventually stopped telling his story, feeling like he was being labelled as a liar or a kook. Before I finish this story, I want to say thank you for choosing to watch this video and I hope you're enjoying my storytelling. If you are, please hit that like button and if you don't already, subscribe to my channel. Also, a big shout out goes to Cantankerous Carmagen and Ryan Elderson, who have been the first to sign up to my new Patreon-exclusive access tier and were able to get early access to the audio of the story, ad-free, prior to my YouTube upload. I have a starting tier of just $3 per month for those who want early access and ad-free content. But my $9 per month tier will give you access to exclusive behind-the-scenes content and a Tales of High Strangeness pin. If you want to support my mission to become a full-time storyteller and content creator, please head over to Patreon and consider signing up. The final account Stephen heard is from a couple called John and Sarah. The husband, John, is a middle-aged man in his early fifties with short salt-and-pepper hair that he keeps neatly trimmed. He has a lean build and stands at around six feet tall. His face is weathered and lined from years spent outdoors, with a prominent jawline and a thick moustache. John is an avid hunter and outdoorsman, and he carries himself with a quiet confidence that comes from years of experience in the wilderness. He is fiercely protective of his wife, and will go to great lengths to ensure her safety. The wife, Sarah, is a petite woman in her late thirties with long curly brown hair that she usually wears in a ponytail. She has delicate features, with soft brown eyes and a small nose. Sarah is an artist and a lover of nature, and she has a gentle and kind-hearted personality. She is deeply in love with her husband and trusts him implicitly. However, she is prone to anxiety and can be easily spooked by things that she perceives as threatening. Despite her fears, Sarah is brave and will do whatever it takes to protect herself and her husband. As they crossed a remote country road and approached a field, John and Sarah noticed an extremely large wolf standing just inside of the tree line on the other side of it. Sarah immediately felt uncomfortable as the creature stared right at them, following their every move. John, carrying a twenty-two rifle on his back, brought the rifle down, chambered the cartridge, 
and fired into the ground in front of the creature. The creature looked at the ground, then back at them, and began to growl. The growl was deepening and menacing, with a sound that went up and down in volume. Sarah watched as her husband shouldered his rifle again, but he did not fire. She felt a chill run down her spine as she looked at the creature's face, which seemed to indicate that it knew that the small-caliber rifle was not something that could kill it with one shot. Suddenly, John fired again, this time into a tree next to the creature. The creature did not flinch, but instead stood up on two legs. Its front leg was against the tree that the husband shot, and the growling continued, increasing in volume. The creature moved its jaws up and down, gnashing its teeth in a menacing manner. John fired three shots directly at the creature, hitting it all three times in the chest. The creature let out a scream or howl that seemed to go on forever and ran off into the forest on two legs. The couple fled in the opposite direction, running back towards their vehicle. As they passed through a small area of the forest, they heard something running towards them from a distance through the woods. They cleared the woods without incident, but when they broke out of the forest, they estimated that whatever was chasing them was no more than 35-40 yards behind them. Sarah had a cell phone with her and was thinking about taking a picture of the creature, but suddenly had a strong feeling that if she did, the creature would kill them both. The feeling was so intense that she immediately shoved her phone in her pocket. When the couple made it back to their vehicle, Sarah noticed that she had actually peed her pants. She had been so scared that she lost control of her bladder, something she always thought was only in the movies. The incident left the couple shaken and terrified, with a newfound respect for the creatures that roam the wilderness at night. They never spoke of the incident until recounting it to Steve, choosing instead to keep it buried deep in their memories a terrifying reminder of the unknown dangers that lurk in the wilderness. These stories were inspired by real events and were written by me, James Deverell. Don't forget to check out the content I'm releasing on other platforms such as Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. If you or anyone else you know has a story about anything related to high strangeness, please reach out to me with a brief description to stories at daredevril.com. I don't need you to write the whole story, so you won't need to worry about being an English major. We'll be doing all the writing. You'll just need to be willing to jump on a call with me so we can have a chat and I can get the whole story. Thanks again for watching.